0: Welcome back to this second episode of the Concept Player's production of Ripping Off Angels, a comedy by yours truly, Nigel Holloway. In the first episode, the -the off-the-wall theatre company found that they were overdrawn at the bank, and were struggling to come up with ideas as to how they could raise the money they needed. Christine had just come up with her somewhat original idea about the perfect way to make money. So...
1: What's the best way to raise money? Sex and drugs. Yeah, yeah. That's what we need. An idea that combines sex and drugs.
2: Jack! I'm afraid we're not coming up with much.
3: Early days, Barney. Keep thinking.
1: Robert was saying that you want to bring back the donkey kind of spirit.
3: Well, no, not quite. It was the spirit of the Windmill Theatre I was thinking of during the war. Long before either of you were born. Why did they stay open, Jack? Well, I think it had something to do with the fact they had lots of scantily clad girls everywhere. cheered up the troops, I suppose. <laughs> and everyone else, of course. <laughs> we'll do
2: our best, Jack. Of course not. Trouble is, this is a bit outside our lines. We don't have any members in the sales or marketing to
3: Now I know. I've had some good ideas Somebody suggested selling bricks. Oops. They said they'd seen it done somewhere else. The idea is you sell bricks, which are, in fact, technically debentures. Debentures,
2: like you.
3: Just think of bricks. Yes, you sell bricks to people, just like you were building a, a theatre. the money you get goes towards the profit. In return for the money, you'll guarantee them cut-price tickets to your shows or a share in the profits, if you you make any.
2: Like angels. So, that's what angels do. Have I moved to a parallel universe, or is it the effect you have on
3: No, she's right. Angels are what they call people who invest money in shows. Professional shows. I thought they were called
2: Cameron Mackintosh and Andrew Lloyd Webber. No,
3: no. Angels are the small investors who like to feel that they're involved in putting on shows. Sometimes they make money, but most of the time all they get is tickets to the first night and to meet the cast at the first night party.
2: You mean people actually do that? Yes, I've always wanted to do that. I've never had any money.
3: You don't need money, my love. But we do. Why don't we get some fairies to invest? Angels! Why don't we get some angels to invest in Macbeth? A late for that. Only two weeks to go. And besides, angels really only invest in, in professional shows that stand a chance of getting to the West End and making lots of money. So we need to put on a professional show? I don't think it's quite that easy. Mm-hmm. No, didn't
2: think it would be. They do it with films, too. That's even more within our reach. Let's just go out and make a venture film. See.
3: Be I've been saying for a long time that we needed to divest.
2: I'll bring my new digital camera next week.
3: Maybe subsidise us. You've obviously got more money than sense by That's what
2: my wife keeps telling me. Look, you'll be glad of my new camera when we do it, Beth. The quality is so much better than the old animal. Are you I don't pretend
3: to understand. And Sharon will undoubtedly go to sleep if you start on about the the technical details. No, seriously, you'll see. It's almost
2: broadcast quality.
1: Stand there so she can't see me. Oh, Doris! Oh, she's a little sweetie, but at times like this, she's bloody hopeless. What do you mean? She gives a wittering on about coffee mornings and and buy sales and garden parties and jumble sales and goodness knows what. <laughs>
2: Sometimes I think she's living in the 1930s. She's so useful in Agatha christie hood
1: It. <laughs> Perfect. She's not much use, though, when you're putting on old Calcutta. So why are you hiding from her? Look, I may be starting to get over the hill, but I'm not seeing all yet. We need some ideas to make some real money. Yeah. Not these 50
2: quid-a-shot social then. I was just saying, I'm hopeless when it comes to thinking of money-making ideas.
1: Oh, I've got the ideas. I just need the contacts. Contacts. Yes, listen.
2: Mm-hmm. Jack, Jack, we must be going.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Don't mind. Have you seen Iggy?
2: No, um, she disappeared about five minutes
3: ago. No, I'll have to ring her. Been so busy extracting ideas from people that I, I haven't had a chance to talk to the person in charge. she's
1: she the choice. After all, she does have a tendency to. Why? You
3: mean she's a bit of a loose cannon? Yes, I know, but don't worry, I intend to keep a very close eye on her. And don't forget, Barnes, a policeman, the pillar of the community at the end of the day can't get involved in anything that isn't completely above 40.
1: Mr. Richards, good of you to come in.
3: Uh, good morning.
1: Now, as we indicated in our letter of the 14th, I've been looking at your file. And I must confess to being rather surprised at what I saw. Really? It appears that, as that this morning, your account is overdrawn to the amount of £9,736.73. Now, that in itself is not remarkably unusual. But the fact that you have never paid interest on any overdrawn amount is. I take it that your previous manager was aware of this?
3: I really couldn't say.
1: Mr. Jeffries has now retired, I see. Uh, yes. And you were on good terms with him, I assume.
3: Oh, yes, very. To
1: be frank, Mr. Richards, I have seen this type of thing before. Branch manager, pillar of the local business community, comfortable, extending credit without any objective criteria, familiar story. Then manager retires, new strategy in place, all end in decisions based on objective point scoring. Tends to throw up cases like yours. The bank, of course, is sympathetic. After all, you were quite content with the state of your relationship with the bank. But I have to tell you, Mr Richards, that I am afraid that the bank has a duty to treat all customers on an equal footing and that the, shall we say, special treatment you have received in the past is no longer warranted by the figures in front of me. It appears that you have been running at a loss for the last three years, at the bank's expense, I should point out.
3: We don't quite see it like that. No,
1: of course. Nevertheless, that is the fact of the matter. Some people think banks are here to lend money, (laughs) but that is an oversimplification. As with all other businesses, banks are here to make money. They do this by various means, all of them concerned with the commodity of money. For example, when you borrow from the bank, the bank charges interest on that borrowing as long as the amount borrowed remains unpaid. This is the usual method of operation of bank accounts. In your case, the amount owing remains unpaid. And I'm afraid that as long as that remains a status quo... The bank will charge interest on the loan.
3: At what rate?
1: Your account is a business-type account, with an overdraft facility of, uh, let me see... Ah, £5,000.
3: F- five
1: 5000 but... £5,000, so that would be, at today's rate, 3.5% above base rate. As you so perceptively recognised, your account is overdrawn considerably above your overdraft limit. The question is, what shall we do about it?
3: Well... I am
1: prepared to be generous in this case. As your group does not own any recognisable fixed assets, you do not have the option to liquidate them in order to repay the debt. So, the bank would be on white and demand immediate payment. Thank you. But it is our policy that accounts breaking their overdraft limits must repay the excess immediately.
3: But we don't have that kind of money.
1: Evidently. What do you propose?
3: Well, I... The
1: excess is due immediately. However, I will extend you some time to raise the money. I will expect the amount of £4,736.73 pence by the end of the month. That makes just over two weeks by my reckoning. Interest will be payable on the whole amount from today and I will make an appointment for us to meet again in, say, three weeks. Will the second of next month be convenient?
3: Yes, yes, of course.
1: Then we can discuss converting the overdraft into a loan and the period for the repayment of this new loan. I look forward to seeing you then, Mr Richards. Good day.
3: Yes, yes, of course. Uh, Good day.
1: I I take it you're not in
3: amateur theatre?
1: Uh, no. I don't have time for such frivolities. No, I didn't think so. It's a
2: bro brechtbunlich nicht! Okay, Jimmy, we timorous beastie see you, Jimmy Ah, shite! <laughs> who the hell are you talking to? No one. I see. Then in that case you've got the wrong play. What do you mean? It's Hamlet who wants around talking to himself, not Macbeth. You can laugh. Not me, mate. Got enough problems of my own. I start off alright, sorta of left down Socky Hall Street, then round the corner to the Gaubles. <laughs> Then, I take a flying leap across to Dublin. <laughs> then a slight hint of pizza parlour leads me kicking and screaming into an impersonation of Marlon Brando and the Godfather. That sounds alright to me. <sighs> to the untutored ear, I expect it would sound okay. But to the ear of a highly trained professional law enforcement <coughs> officer... Bollocks. Yes, it sounds like absolute bollocks. You're not worried, are you? Worries? No, not really. It was just when Jonathan suggested that I copy Sean Connery's voice that I thought, well, I thought I was doing all right, really. It was okay, as long as you're happy with Billy Connolly. Oh, I could get into that one quite easily. I just used to mutter a few obscenities, tell a few Scottish jokes, and I was away. Do you know, I've never heard you tell a joke. You must have. No, never. Go on, I tell them all the time. Go on, then. Tell me a joke. What? Just like that? Yeah. Right, um... Um, I can't remember any. See, told you. No, 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 no. wait, wait, I'll think of one now. Tenor says you don't know, any. Rubbish, of course I do. Listen, if if you've got a tenor to throw away on unwinnable bets, why don't you just put it into the fighting fund? Considering I'm supposed to be in charge of this fundraising thing, how come I don't know about this fighting fund? Because I only just thought about it. Fair enough. Best idea you've had all day. I'll write that one down. Ooh. Let's have a look. What other ideas have you got? Not many. Look. Fighting fund. Is that it? You've had one idea and it's mine. No, you Burke. You're reading the wrong page. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Satisfied? Well, I guess raffles will raise money and coffee mornings and I've got plenty of books for the second-hand book sale. Good. We need all we can get. Yeah, but you're still short of a really big idea, aren't you? Well... Now you come to mention him? No. Well, there's nothing here that jumps up and smacks you in the face. That's because it's not written down. Well, go on then. You've got ten minutes before dear Jonathan turns up? No, you don't understand. I can't write it down. Why not? Look, not to put too fine a point on it. It's, uh, it's illegal. Trust you to come up with an idea that you can't do anything about says I can't? You just said it was illegal. Correct. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Oh. But I need your help. Oh, charming. It's your idea. It's illegal, so I have to do it. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. I said I needed your help. And Christine's. Really? That's strange. Why? Because Aggie wanted our help too. Aggie? Oh, you mean for the show? No. Then what for? Can't tell you. Why not? Same reason you can't write down your idea, whatever it is. What's Aggie doing that's illegal? I couldn't possibly comment. Look, mate, if it's illegal, I need to know. Well, it's theoretically illegal. But I wouldn't worry about it if I were you. I mean, she's not planning to take out a contract on a new bank manager or anything. You sure? I wouldn't want her to get into trouble. Yeah, I'm sure. Then why won't you tell me? But the eye can't see, the heart won't grieve over. A wink's as good as a nod to a blind horse. Out of sight, out of mind. Confucius, he say... All oh, right, all right, I've got the idea. But I do need to talk to you about my idea. Yeah, okay, but not now, right? When? Well, how about, um, how about... When great Burnham Wood, done to hide and in Hill shall come. <laughs> how are you boys? I think he means us, Barney. Can't mean me, sweetheart. Everything going all right? Apart from the obvious, Jack. How was the meeting?
3: Worse than I expected, I'm afraid.
2: What did he say?
3: It wasn't a him. It was a her. What did she say? She said, give us the money back.
2: What? All of it?
3: Now? Pretty much. It turns out that we are over our overdraft limit and she wants the excess within two weeks. As for the rest, she wants to turn it into a loan. I have to go back to discuss how long we have to repay it over. Oh, sorry. Let me rephrase that. I have to go back so that she can tell me how long we have to repay it.
2: How much do we have to pay back straight away?
3: Nearly 5,000.
2: Christ.
3: Yes, I know.
2: She must have been a real nice piece of work.
3: 100% bitch, Barney.
2: Where's it going to come from? We haven't got any money. We haven't got anything we can sell off. Didn't you tell her we couldn't raise that sort of money? I didn't need to tell her, she already knew that. And she still wants her panda flesh. How long have we got? Two weeks,
3: lads. Two weeks. Got any ideas? Well, as a matter of fact
2: No, no, Jack, not yet. Nothing on that scale. Okay, are you going to go first? Right. There are several things, but you've got to promise you won't laugh. Laugh? Why should I laugh? Because you'll think I'm crazy. I already know you're crazy, so what's different about this? Listen, it was Jack who gave me the idea. He doesn't realise it, but it was something said last night. Go on. Well, uh, before you do, is this the illegal idea? Because if it is, you don't need to tell me, if you see what I mean. No. Well, you can tell me, but I never heard you say it, understand? Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, thanks, mate, but, but it's not. Well, not yet. Listen, why don't you just say it? Okay, here goes. It was the thing about the windmill theatres. The reason it was so popular was that the shows were full of half-naked dancers. And I thought, what, what if we told everyone that our next show is gonna have naked women. This is the full Monty idea. Sort of. Only the other way around. Well, it would certainly attract me. That goes without saying. Will it fill the place? If we could persuade Sharon. Stop it, Barney. My imagination's going into overdrive. Oh, yes. What'd she do? I don't know. It's a nice idea, but would she do it? How the hell would you get it into Macbeth? I know Jonathan's productions are a bit weird. You can say that again. If you were doing Guys and Dolls, then it would fit perfectly. Or the Hot Box Girl sings some number that's a striptease. What's it called? Take back, your make. Yeah, that's the one. Or if you were doing best The Best Little House in Texas, that would give us the opportunity. Or even Pirates of Penzance. Major General Stanley's daughters only take their shoes and socks off. I mean, yeah. Sorry, G- getting a bit carried away. But in principle, do you think it would work? <laughs> Three witches in Macbeth doing a strip tease. Yeah, I mean, why not? If we could get the girls to do it, and we could persuade dearer Jonathan, and we could get the local press interested. Has any amateur society ever performed like it, kid? Damn, if I know surely would have heard about it. it. It would have hit the headlines somewhere. It's worth a try. So how do we go about it? Well, I don't know, it's your idea. Hmm. Tell you what though, Jonathan won't like it. I was rather thinking we uh, wouldn't tell him. You're going to publicise Macbeth for some sort of strip show and you're not going to tell him. Hmm, good point. Listen, the main problem is going to be getting the girls to do it. Why don't we cross that one first? Well, that rather leads me to the next start. Oh, there's more. Lead on MacDuff. Quiet. This is a bit sensitive. Why? Are you going to propose that we do the whole show naked? Well, I wouldn't mind appearing naked, but only if my part was big enough. <laughs> there, you did it. What? You told a joke. You didn't laugh. It wasn't from it. But it was a joke. Yeah, so you owe me a tenner. That doesn't count. It was hours ago, sheet. Do you want to hear this, idea? or no? Yeah, yeah, go on. What if we made a film? A film? Well, what sort of film? Doesn't really matter. I don't understand. Do you know what an angel is? Are you feeling all right? Yes, yes. All this thinking hasn't affected your brain. Shut, shut up. Do you know what an angel is? Thing with wings, playing a harp, dressed in white, that sort of thing? No, a theatrical angel. Same thing, cardboard wings. No, somebody who invests in a show or a film in the hope of making money. Yeah, yeah, all right, I know what an angel is. Have you ever heard of a show called The Producers? I remember the film. Um, Wasn't it about a couple of guys who wrote the worst show in the world, conned people into giving them money to put it on, knowing full well that it would close after the first night? And they would then run off with the rest of the money? Right. Springtime for Hitler. That's it? Yeah, I remember now. Springtime for Hitler and Germany. Max Bialystok and Leo Huh? Yeah? Me, you, Bialystok and Blue. Wait a minute. You're not. Fit. You can't. Us? But, uh, but that is illegal. I mean, that's really illegal. Well, not if we actually made the film. It'd never work. How much do you know about filming? Absolutely nothing. Then trust me. <sighs> trust me, Richard. You can solve this problem in no time. We can end up in jail in no time.
0: That was the second episode of Ripping Off Angels, performed by the Concept Players Theatre Company. To find out more about them and what they do, go to their website at www.concept-players.com. If you want to let us know what you thought of the show, you can contact me at nigel.holloway at xmas